Hello and welcome to the Dekai Podcast. This is episode number 63. I'm your host, Joel, and we have a very, very fun episode. It's honestly one of the things I look forward to every season, and it is our season preview podcast part one, where we're going to be going through the first half alphabetically of the new shows coming out next season, discussing the synopses and our excitement levels and varying opinions therein. So, I have three wonderful co-hosts today, two of which are guests, but first off, let's start with good old Mario. Hello! It is time to scream about the seasonal anime! Yes. Next up, from the radio drama cast, uh, she's not going to be with us tomorrow, but she's there usually, it's Mary. Ayo! And finally, on the for the first time on Dekai, we have Lorraine coming to us from usually the art streams. Hello. I'm glad to finally have you on the show, Lorraine, because you draw a lot of anime stuff, and you did the wonderful, wonderful art for our anime of the year video last year. So I don't think I ever had a chance to thank you in person, quote unquote. So thank you for that. I thought it was awesome. And I really appreciated that you put in that Code Geass reference because obligatory Code Geass reference. And there we go. I'm getting it in nice and early for this episode. Hey. <laughs> I mean, we're going to be talking about so many other anime today. I don't know if there's necessarily going to be time for me to talk Code Geass. So had to make sure to get it there. Um, we usually do a recap of, you know, what people have watched in the past week, but there's so many shows for us to go through, even though we're only doing half of the airing shows, that I think we're just going to jump right in. If we end up blasting through these and having a bit of time at the end, maybe we'll be able to talk a bit. But uh, suffice to say, it's that time of season where everything is hitting its climax and a lot of cool stuff's happening. But for now, let's jump right in. We are using AnnieChart.net. This is for the summer 2021 season. We are going to be doing, for those of you following along at home, set to English titles, and then sort by title. So we'll be starting off nothing in the A's. We're going right to B with Bokutachi no Remake. It is brought to you by Studio Feel, and the synopsis for this one is Hashiba Kyoya is a 28-year-old video game developer. With his company going bankrupt and him losing his job, he returns to his hometown. Looking at the success of creators his age, he finds himself regretting his life decisions as he lay distressed on his bed. But when he opens his eyes, he finds that he has traveled 10 years back and back to the time before he entered college. Will he finally make things right? This is a story about a failed person who is given a second opportunity to follow his dreams. So, the pro tag here is a he. And yet, looking at the key art, he's in the background. We have three other female co-protagonists, I hope, uh, being shown one at a slightly fanservice-y angle, shall we say. Studio Field brought us Hina Matsuri. Um, they also did um, My Teenage Romance Snafu and Dagashikashi. So this is a pretty, uh, not necessarily like, triple-A, triple-A studio, but they've been around the block. They know what they're doing. The art style, to me, looks pretty good, and the concept of, all right, this isn't an isekai, but it's a redo, isn't original, but it's also not necessarily overdone, so the fact that this has to do with a game developer is really what gets my attention more than anything here, because I want to see, all right, are we going to actually be doing stuff with game development and... Uh, leaning into that at all or is this really going to be okay more life decisions and relationship decisions i think it has potentially either way and the categories for it are comedy and sci-fi so i'll probably give it an episode or two anybody else have some things on this one i'd i'd probably give it a watch it um i i only read one chapter of this manga i can't remember it but it was in shonen jump there was that manga where the guy goes it's not that he goes back in time, but he gets sent like a shonen jump from the future. And mm. he ends up remaking that. And I wonder if they're going to do that plot of since he's going back to the past, does he remember like the good games from 10 years in the yeah, future? Yeah, that is he going to be able to essentially. Kind of it's not overpowered isekai protagonist, but overpowered 
you know, knowledge of the future that is he going to be able to metagame things of, all right, I know what the next big thing in gaming is going to be. I could invest in Apple before it was big, stuff like that. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to have that kind of uh, kind of shtick with it. Mm. Mario, Lorraine? Uh, yeah, I'm just really curious to see if we actually get it to see it dive into like just game developer stuff. I'm kind of a sucker for series that dive into like just like the details of like uh, a profession or something. So, yeah. like, I really like Shiro Bako, but since it's mm -hmm. time travel and everything, I'm not sure how much it'll focus on it. Yeah, I'm I'm also very interested by the uh, the game dev angle. And again, you know, timey wimey shenanigans. I still say to this day, Erased was anime of the year for 2016. So I am I'm a big fan of these kinds of like time bending stories, especially if they have, you know, butterfly effect elements in them. So uh, fingers crossed. Erased was so good. <laughs> If you like time travel, there are two this season dealing with time travel that are really good. The first is Tokyo Revengers, and the other is Vivi Fluorite Eyes Song. Uh, highly recommend both of them. Yeah, I know uh, Lara finally started uh, Tokyo Revengers, uh, and, and she thoroughly enjoyed it. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that it does stay consistently good uh, throughout the run. So yay! Timey-wimey nonsense! Yeah, let's move on to the next one. And Mario, you can take the synopsis for this. Oh boy, this one's a mouthful. So this is D-Side, Tramaray, the animation. So, uh, do, do you like Sans Again anime? If so, that means you are a big fan of Blackrock Shooter TV, Woozer, Sono, Higurashi, Kakusei, Hen, the new Initial D movie, Legend 1. You also like, um, ba -ba -ba -ba, scrolling Ooh. up, Tromari. <laughs> well. D4 DJ First Mix, which we are definitely stands of over here on the podcast, mm -hmm. <laughs> and Bang Dream. So uh, yeah, that is the studio that is bringing us this, this mouthful of a title. This one is set in Shibuya and centers on Ryuhei. As a child, he looked up to his older brother, but watched him perish in a mysterious incident right before his eyes. Now a high schooler, Ryuhei shows no outward signs. Uh, oh, there's a typo in there. No, I no outward sings. <laughs> no outward signs of the trauma that of that nightmarish incident, and spends most of his leisure time kickboxing. One day, while kickboxing, he encounters a creature that calls itself Triss and is bitten by it, resulting in him having a strange dream. So yeah, that's uh that's sure a lot. <laughs> So kickboxing Spider-Man. Yep. Oh my god. Like I think that's probably the best way to elevator pitch this one. Oh boy. With, uh, with great power comes a great Muay Thai, I guess. <laughs> it has been a day, y'all. Um so yeah, I don't really have too much other than uh, you know, the the impression on the studio, again, you know, looking at some of those works that I rattled off, a lot of them are very surrealist, action-y kind of shows. So, yeah, I definitely expect this one to have not just high production values, because, again, you know, Promare, uh, but also... Well, Promare was Trigger. They yeah, this they, they, they probably must have like, done, like... Additional some... animation and whatnot. Yeah. You know, like, you, you know how they call in multiple studios, but, you know, just being involved with that makes it clear that it's like they're used to dealing with these, you know, visual feasts <laughs> and very, yeah. very eclectic styles. So, yeah, this uh, this should be interesting. Thoughts around the table? The key art has a lot of characters. It's very busy and it looks a bit generic. I, I kind of agree with that character-wise, but I will say, looking at the, um, the like, header background, because not all of them have that, the background visuals look fantastic. Mm, that is true. This is one I don't think I'm going to necessarily go out and watch on my own, but I'll keep an ear to the ground, and if one or two people say, yeah, this is worth checking out, I'm not inherently opposed to this pitch. It just doesn't reach out and grab me yeah yeah i think i'm kind of in the same boat where it's like uh it looks the poster art looks all right but i might just wait and see how other people react to the show to decide if i want to watch it or not yeah yeah kickbox man kickbox man 
does whatever a kickbox can. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not going to be able to. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to disassociate that now. So I'm just going to be sitting here muting myself and just humming that along. <laughs> Shall we continue? Yes, I'll do that before you get to continue that. Our next one is Deate 5BO de Battle. Uh by Vega Entertainment Synergy SP, and looking at their track record, they don't have much. Um, they did something called Rebecca, which I'm not even familiar with. This must have been a children's short. And then the last thing that at least Annalist has for them is Gun Frontier from 2002. I get the feeling that their records are incomplete here because I don't think that that's possible unless this is like a revived studio somehow, but... Anyways, it was just a usual morning. Akira Shiro Yanagi, a high schooler who loves games and Japanese sweets, has suddenly been dragged into a battlefield by a mysterious girl who calls herself Mion. The participants are told that they are erased from the family register, involved in an experiment, and gained certain powers, quote-unquote. Akira is determined to win the game with his newfound powers and destroy the organization. Armed with a power no one expects and his quote-unquote brain skills the new period of intelligence battle begins okay this is a lot of very broad and vague terms of you know the game the organization certain powers the awkward use of quotation marks around brain but then you have the last sentence that says intelligence battle and now you have my attention because i'm a sucker for that um without that last half sentence, I would probably just gloss right over this one, that the key art has a bunch of characters and there's chains around, not like around them, but, you know, sort of like walling and separating people. Um, eh. But the fact that it mentions that he loves games, so this might be the type of cerebral show that I enjoy, um, I think I will give this one a... Not necessarily the full three-episode trial, but at least a first-episode glance just because you have games and intelligence battles. So, yes, I'm a sucker for it, but here we are. I'd give this an anime watch night kind of, like, episode or two watch, mainly because, mm -hmm. Joel, you've been in those. I always go for, like, this 2000s aesthetic, which this kind of has. Yeah. Um... And as you were listing, like, stuff with the stu studios, because there's two of them, it's Vega Entertainment hasn't oh, done stuff for a while. Oh, that's true. I see Synergy now. Synergy has done stuff more regularly, but I want to know something. Oh, yeah, I'm bringing something. them up now. Sega, the, Sega? Vega uh, did Mattel Legend in 2000. I have never heard of that. Mattel Legend is one that I see at conventions, and I'll see, like, gifts and stuff of it's... It's uh, it's, it's some space one that I see, but she's usually in long blonde hair, has like a fur hat and fur white fur coat going on. It's it's one that I see visuals a lot, and then the other one that, uh, looking through stuff because I'm not the best at keeping up with anime. Oh uh, wait a minute, um, uh, Maytel Legend. I'm looking at this. So Maytel from uh Galaxy Express. Yeah. That's oh wow, is. they worked on an OVA for her. That's that's probably yeah. what it is. Okay. And then right. and then the other studio did like an initial D, and then they also did Beast Stars. Or Beast Saga, sorry. The, the, those Star. are Beast two Saga. very different Those are shows. two different things. My brain is very slow. <laughs> but the other studio does initial D a lot, it looks like. Mm. You still so just have me because mix. of intelligence battles. That's all I care about. Lorraine, anything for you here? Uh, not really. It doesn't totally catch uh, my interest. I'm curious what his brain skills are. I want brain skills. <laughs> I'm so but, curious um... as to why brain is in quotation marks. Mm. I want to point out at the bottom, it has tags and it says death game. So that's going to be something. Oh, oh that boy. it does. It's going to be. Death game was a tag on this. You know, that that actually makes a ton of sense now that you uh, bring that up, because I'm just like, 
Yeah, there are definitely a lot of those kinds of anime, so I could see where that would warrant its own tag. I mean, Gantz comes to mind, like, right away, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Also, what so. are you looking at, Mary? I'm not seeing the death game tag. Uh, I scrolled down to the bottom, and it's under synonyms. Oh, okay. Which, yeah. Interesting. All right, well, uh, Mario, take the next one. All righty. Hey, kids. Do you like light novel isekais oh boy oh boy (laughs) well good news for you we've got another light novel isekai this is drugstore in another world the slow life of a cheat pharmacist good corporate corporate drone ragey is transported to a fantasy world where he discovers that he can craft potions at a higher level than his rank should allow taking advantage of this ragey makes a tidy profit enough to open his own drugstore an elf who can't aim his bow give him some eye drops a dragon who accidentally breathes fire? Cough syrup! Reiji's new relaxing life of making medicine for fantasy creatures is about to begin. Okay, so uh, while we were going through the previous entry, I was looking through EMT Squared's work, and I'll, I'll be honest, I I do not recognize any of this. All I'm seeing is very cutesy-looking shows and stuff that... They did Kuma 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 Bear. Okay, I, I guess that one just like totally flew uh, off my radar. Um, and then some of these, I'm looking at these character designs. I'm like, yo, are these like Shonen I or BL? Because those look, those look like that kind of design. Oh, um, I kind of see that. So that that being said, with the the key art, you know, again, like very very cutesy. It feels very on brand for this uh, this particular studio. Um, I mean, unless I hear there is something very spectacular ab- about this show in terms of like the humor and the fun. Y- y- yeah this this is a snoozer for me unfortunately what about you yeah i'm i'm passing on this one and i'm the one that's been watching uh, i killed slimes for 300 years and maxed out my level and that's continued to be delightful but this sounds like that but with pharmaceuticals and pharmaceuticals is not something that grabs my attention so i i probably won't but i can't stop laughing because you described it and my thought was, oh, it's it's snake oil doctor um uh 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 Stardew Stardew Valley. Snake oil isekai, oh no. <laughs> what have we done? Snake oil stardew. Oh my god. <laughs> well, Honestly, I'm broken. Let me mute Mary, myself to let Mary, this that was better than anything in the description, so thank you for that. <laughs> Can we just watch that anime instead? That sounds great. <laughs> it's, it's too late to call a mulligan on this entire show before it even yeah. show, appears in 11 days. <laughs> yep, unfortunately. Anime opens up with Grandfather on weird-looking bed. <laughs> oh, God. Well, up next, we have Fina Pirate Princess brought to us by Production IG, so that's a known quantity. Fina Houtman is a young orphan girl that has been raised on an island where there is no hope of becoming anything other than chattel to be used and discarded by soldiers of the British Empire. But Fina is more than just another powerless orphan. When her mysterious past comes knocking, Fina will break the chains of her oppressors. Her goal? Forge a new identity, free of bondage, and search for a place where she can truly belong and find out the true mysteries behind the keyword Eden. It is the story of a lifetime adventure, and she and her crew of misfits and unlikely allies will have in pursuit of her goals. The fact that it's production IG is what draws my attention more than anything else here. Um, The key art is pretty simple. It's a girl in sort of a walkway, and you can see a very nice-looking cityscape in the background. Nothing that's, you know, super out there and grab you, but uh, I'll give this one an episode just one because it's production ig and because the concept here is at least offbeat enough that this this is really going to ride or die depending on the characters i think so uh i'll probably give this one a chance not necessarily one i'm gonna say is like top of my list of what i'm looking forward to but sure i'll try mario I'll be completely honest. I just kind of glazed over and I was getting ready for the next entry because, oh God, I am excited to talk about that one. Next. Oh, <laughs> um, Mary. Um, It seems interesting. It seems like it could 
go really bland or it could be extremely interesting. Um, the 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 main key art looks really pretty the like little header on here is very interesting where the rest of the male crew is in like japanese themed armor except for your main girl who is dressed very european which is interesting um i also like the characters of there's all like these nice looking characters then there's this old man oh yeah yep <laughs> salmon <laughs> So, I, now, I was the other thing that also I was actually, laughing at that lineup of like, oh, these are all good-looking characters, and then there's this old man. The other thing that gets my attention here is this is an original, so yeah, uh, always nice to see something fresh. Mm-hmm. Lorraine, anything for you? Uh, yeah, this one, it's... I'm not sure if it really catches my attention, but I am a little curious to see how it does. Um, I think this was labeled under, like, the Crunchyroll originals as well. Oh, um, so yeah, I'm curious. It's another one where I'll probably wait and see uh, mm. how people react to maybe the first episode or two, and then maybe I'll check it out. But I don't know. If I don't have a lot to watch, I might just give it a watch. And on the note of pirates, I'm going to take this opportunity to plug the fact that tomorrow, uh, it's going to be June 26th. It, we are going to be doing our, bleh, sorry, tongue tied here. We're doing our radio drama presentation of Treasure Planet. So if you like pirates, that's going to be one to tune into. But back to the anime, Mario, you were looking forward to this one. Boy, howdy, yes. So this is this is one that I am not going to preface with any sort of snark because seeing that this is a thing, I'm legitimately excited about this. This is Getter Robo Arc by B Media. The story centers on the conflict against the Andromeda country, the new enemy of humanity that seeks to destroy the source of the Getter Rays that has devastated its civilization. Hope rests on the titular Getter Robo Arc robot, but the appearance of another mysterious Getter robot, piloted by the son of Ryoma Nagare, introduces another complication to the conflict. Um... So real talk, Get a Robo is great. Uh, admittedly, I've only been able to see Shin Get a Robo, which is one of the more uh, admittedly divisive Get a Robo uh, installments because it gets it gets a little weird and super dark, but it is so good and has ridiculously badass super robot moments. Uh, B Media, they pretty much exclusively do Get a Robo. <laughs> like that is that is one of their their mainstays. Uh, over their history, um, you know, you have like back in 2000, Shin Get a Robo versus Neo Get a Robo, uh, you know, uh, Mazen, Mazen Kaiser, uh, Panda Z, Shin Get a Robo 2004. Um, but most hilariously, I didn't realize this is the same studio that apparently worked on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles OVA from 1996, which is like, what if the Ninja oh. Turtles, but shot full of mid 90s anime? Oh and my. Oh God! Uh, so I'm I'm very very interested in this. Um, if you're a fan of the Getter Robo series, uh, obviously go watch this. Um, give it a try at very least. Uh, I will definitely be giving it a try as well. Uh, Getter Robo, uh, Getter Robo is some good good super robot anime. Um, any any general thoughts from y'all before we continue on? Eh, for as excited as you are about this one, I'm just sort of meh. Big robots, despite my love for Code Geass, have never been my thing. Um, if I hear that there's a really good plot attached to it or if there's something special, I might watch it, but this is probably not one that I'm going to instinctively watch the first episode of. Mary? Um, I'm not super big into mech anime, so typically what, what I do is I see how big it gets and then maybe I'll get into it. Uh, but I usually follow my, uh, if it's really interesting and it's mech, I usually follow my old rule of thumb for cons, which is I'll look up the characters and their general descriptions and go, oh, that's fun. And that seems like that could be something for me. But I typically don't like mech anime with the only one that I like is Girl on Logon. Mm. So. Well, that is a good one to like. It's, yeah. <laughs> Lorraine? Uh, yeah, I don't think gotten to get a robo i don't know if this is one i'm going to check out i appreciate the poster keeping that what looks like the classic art style 
I did see one of the voice actors as a voice actor I like, but still, I don't know if this is something I will check out. Yeah, and just based on the plot synopsis, the fact that it's very clearly continuing the the through line of the the past Getter Robos, it definitely does not seem like kind of a uh, a simple you know first timers entry point. Um, e even me, I don't know if I'd uh, check this out had I not at least seen a previous Getter Robo just based on that. But um, yeah, it's it, it, you know we mentioned Gurren Lagann just now. Uh, this is definitely one of those those overall super robot shows that was definitely you know an influence on something like Gurren Lagann so um I would say try some get a robo before giving this one a shot and if it's not your jam probably gonna give this one a pass uh yeah. and and if it is your jam cool you got some more super robot goodness yeah Mario I'm gonna take the next two since uh one of them is gonna be pretty quick you can take the third after it I was, I was totally looking forward to the one right after the one you're doing next. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm ready for this. Okay, one. hey, if you if you want to do it, I'll let you have it. Uh, oh, yeah. But for now, we have Girlfriend, Girlfriend by Tezuka Productions, who has done some very um, different shows in the past year. They recently did uh, How Not to Summon a Demon Lord Omega, which is that type of show. And they also did Adachi to Shimomura which was really good and really wholesome and just lovely all around. So I guess this studio can just do it all. And what do they have for us this time? It is a manga adaptation. Naoya, Naoya Mukai has loved Saki Saki since grade school. When she, uh, ex and when she finally accepted his feelings at his, uh, sorry. And when she finally accepted his feelings, he's at his happiest. But one day a cute girl named Nagisa Minase confesses to him. Not wishing to choose to choose only one over another, Naya chooses to go out with both of them. What will become of this love triangle that challenges morality itself? Ooh. Mm. Nope. I'll pass. Yeah, even with the um even with the pedigree of, of Tezuka, this this sounds very much uh like like a pass well, over it's here. It's not I'm... much of a pedigree. It's they did one really good show and the visuals I could like the character design here looks very good. I'm sure that from an animation standpoint that this is going to be a fine show. I'm just not taken by the plot. I don't really care for love triangles, especially when it's like, all right, one dude is just openly cheating. Okay, eh, pass. Yeah, well, again, you know, this is Tezuka. So we're talking like, you know, Blackjack, Astro Boy, um, like that, that Tezuka. Um, but yeah, this definitely feels like Eh, maybe it'll have some good memes I'll see on Instagram. That's that's all I got. Lorraine? Yeah, I think it's a pass for me on this one. Yeah, it's 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 going to be a pass uh, for me as well because it's going to be one of those of is it this one? Is it that one? And there's just kind of and a fifty lot of fifty that. odds of if we actually get a decision at the end of it all. Yeah, yeah. God, I hope right. they don't do that thing where it's like they go through the whole thing and then at the very end they just leave it open-ended because they want to stretch it out into like another season or an OVA. Uh, <sighs> it's just collective sigh of frustration from all uh, of us. Indeed. I mean, right. if if they're going to drag it on that long, then you might as well just just go full forward. Just let's go Polly, both of them. Let's go. We all like each other. <laughs> Weirdly, uh, Oreski, uh, a few seasons back, borderline did that and i have to applaud the the way that they did it it's just like oh that that was an interesting get out of jail free card um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also you know they set up the the main character to be secretly like a huge scumbag so in a weird way it's super on brand so it kind of worked itself out in the end and they still left it just open-ended enough that if they want to stretch it they can but they closed it off pretty well while basically playing that exact card for laughs so yeah all right, Mario, you have the next one, and it's going to be real quick, I think. Oh, man, this is this is going to be an epic introduction. Brace yourselves, everybody. This plot is going to blow your mind. This next one is the sequel to Higurashi When They Cry. That's it. That's that's, that's the title. They, this is Higurashi they When They Cry Sotsu. <laughs> yeah, no, that is literally what's there. Uh, so Higurashi When They Cry Sotsu, um, you know, sequel to Higurashi. Um, 
like the 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 new Higurashi was obviously a big deal, not just uh, for anime fans who are longtime aficionados of the series, but for us over here at the Dikai crew, because you know Emmy played Dear Rena, Emmy, yeah, in the um in in this remake, so. Yay! Potentially more work for Emmy. Yay! Yay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So bias for that reason. And if you watched Higurashi Go, then you're probably gonna watch this. And if you didn't, go watch Higurashi Go first. Yeah, because with uh, with the Higurashi series, uh, when they do direct sequels to each other, there's usually a direct through line. So highly recommend checking out uh, Higurashi Go before uh, Higurashi Sotsu. Yeah. Uh, Mario, do you want to do the next one or should I just take it? Uh, go right ahead. I'm, I'm getting ready for another another epic summary presentation. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't. Hey, I didn't even mean to line up this way. It's just how the alphabetization worked. I mean, this I'm not is... complaining. I still have an entire script to read uh, after happy hour today. So pff, Ooh, doing boy. me a favor. Yeah, save your voice. OK. How a realist hero rebuilt the kingdom by J.C. Staff. OK. It is a light novel adaptation, as one might expect from that title. Suddenly summoned to a fantasy world and betrothed to a princess, Kazuya Soma is crowned the new king after providing the royal family with impressive advice. To rule the kingdom, he's taking non-traditional and very human roots of administrative reform. In a realm of dragons and elves, will this revolutionary's unique path prove effective? I saw this advertised about a month ago when Funimation announced that they had the license, and my initial reaction was, this looks as generic and stock as I can imagine. Like, even this key art looks really, really generic. It doesn't mm -hmm. look bad. It just looks like I've seen this before. And then I looked into some of the comments, and apparently this is actually my type of show, again, in terms of, like, really cerebral and just the types of politics and administrative in terms of being smart moves so now i'm like oh dang it i'm gonna have to give this a shot even though it looks really bland but supposedly it's actually the type of thing i really go for so i'm gonna give it a shot plus it's jc staff so there you are I would also like to uh, apologize to Nathan in the chat. <laughs> Hopefully we, we won't get you too sloshed before happy hour. <laughs> he's He's been uh, taking shots for every single isekai that comes up. So I'm like, oh, oh no. no. <laughs> oh, no. That's a terrible idea. Quarter shots. <laughs> yeah, pace yourself, friend. <laughs> but I suppose, uh, but yeah, not, like, not administrative... Uh, Administrative OP Isekai is, to be fair, one of the routes that hasn't really been taken much. That this, I suppose, administrative routes are kind of the thing that I really like about um, uh, Reincarnated as a Slime mm -hmm. when Rimuru is doing the more diplomatic stuff. So if this leans into that style more, then uh, it might be something that really appeals to me. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with it. If it's more like uh, slime, then I, I'd like it because I like slime because it has just the right amount of like administrative as well as goofy shenanigans. And if they manage to balance that out fairly well and with a little bit of fight scenes, then that could be fun. I could see this one where it's like, I look at the poster, I'm like, well, maybe I'm not that interested, but then it's like, I could see it being something where it actually is really interesting to watch, so I might give it a shot to see if it is that type of series where it's like, okay, on the surface it doesn't look interesting, but then once you actually get into it, it's like, all right, there's a lot of interesting things to it, so we'll yeah. see. High potential here. Yeah, uh, not too much to add other than, you know, it's JC staff, I do enjoy their work, so yeah, uh, e even if I don't check it out, I still have confidence in it, so yeah. Cool. On to the next. All right, brace yourselves, y'all. Gotta gotta stretch out. Get ready for this one. Here we go. This is the sequel to I'm Standing on a Million Lives. It's <laughs> I'm Standing this on a Million series, Lives, season two. And that's the series that I stopped after six episodes when one of the main cast died and was brought back to life in the same episode, and I felt nothing. Ouch. Just ouch. That's when I realized, okay, like, it wasn't an awful, awful show. It was 
toying around with some interesting concepts. I think it was just that I really couldn't get into the characters. They were just very bland to me. No offense to those who enjoyed it. If, if you liked it, you know, I can see how some might enjoy it. But for whatever reason, it just did not resonate with me. And a casual reminder, Maho Film also did that uh, pottery anime that I know we talked about uh, in our spring Never season. Never actually preview. wound up watching that one. It was a short, but I yeah. didn't end up seeing it. But uh, I might go around and head back to that one. Let me know if it ends up being more interesting than this one, because, oh boy, that was, uh, a, low that was bar quite to clear, the, so. Yeah, that was quite the quote-unquote endorsement. Uh, what about you, Lorraine? What are, what are your thoughts on this one? I... Well, I suppose the better question is, have you or Mary seen the first season? Because if not, there's probably not going to be much. No. I watched the first season, and I only made it to two episodes. So I guess that tells you well, my thoughts on the series. I choked in my tea a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, folks. No offense to the good folks over at Maho Film, but I uh, think this is going to be a resounding pass. And up next is Idolish 7 Third Beat. It's the third season of Idolish 7. Has anybody here seen any previous seasons of Idolish 7? No, I keep meaning to because I loved the, um, I, I, I love Utapri. I love Utano Prince-sama. And this seems like it's very much up there of, um, for me, I don't like the plot of Utano Prince-sama, but I like the songs and I like the characters. So let's go. I'll probably yeah. binge this. I have not seen any of Idolish 7. But I've heard from several people, if memory serves, Emmy has seen Idol 7 and speaks highly of it. Um, also, uh, Mario, one of our friends, uh, Joyce, she is a big Idolish 7 fan, I know, so she'll be very excited about this. So uh, if you like your pretty boy Idol anime, hey, you got a third season of it. Enjoy. Yeah, and I, I was about to say, like, I definitely know this show more so through, you know, osmosis, uh, because, yeah, lots of friends uh, of mine are big fans of Idolish 7, have cosplayed from it or done, you know, fan art of it. So I'm, I'm definitely familiar with it. I just haven't actually, you know, sat down and watched it. Yeah. But uh, I understand yeah. that it's one of the more quality uh, yes, idol style shows. Th this is one that I see it got a third season. I say, oh, from everything I've heard, it deserves a third season. So that's cool. I just haven't seen it myself. I know what I'm going to binge. Have fun. And uh, then just get back to us and let us know how it is. Totally. Mario, on to the next, I suppose. All right. Uh, so this one is a bit of a mouthful. I apologize if I botched this one. So this is uh, Jahi-sama wa Kujikanai. I think uh, that um, the English title logging here might be incomplete because this is from what I've seen just directly translated, the great Jahi-sama. Damn you, Anachart. <laughs> uh, the, the, the synonyms say the great Jahi will not be defeated. Oh, okay. I think that's right, yes. So then I'm going to call it that. The great Jahi will not be defeated. <laughs> uh, so this one uh, follows the great Jahi, the Dark Realm's second-in-command. Cuts a frightening figure, feared and revered by all, but when a run-in with a magical girl results in the destruction of the precious mana crystal, the Dark Realm falls, transporting the newly puny and powerless Jahi to the human world. Unfortunately, plotting the revival of the Dark Realm from a cramped, crumbling one-room apartment is no easy feat when you have rent to pay and a job to keep. I am so getting Devil is a Part-Timer vibes so hard from this. I was about to say the same thing. I was like, so this is just Devil is a Part-Timer, but cute, cute small girl. anime girl. Yeah, no, it's Devil is a Part-Timer, but cute girl. <laughs> like, yes, shoot this into my veins. Uh, it's a Silver Link anime. Uh, that, that, yeah. That gets my attention yeah. first off, because Silverlink, uh, you will find that they have one other show this season that I won't spoil, but uh, it's something that I very much liked last year. And for those who have been longtime listeners, you'll know that Silverlink is pretty high up on my list of non-AAA studios that I always pay attention to because I feel like they've just been on a hot streak the past two years or so. So yeah. I'm excited for that. But then also for other reasons, uh, Hololive has a connection to this show because Aqua Subaru and Nene from Hololive are singing the opening. It is the first time that Hololive Talents will be doing a actual proper anime OP. So that's just one other link to get me in the door anyways, oh, but so I think I would have been the there. One. Yes, this okay. is the one. But I would have been watching this anyways, so 
Yeah. And again, you know, Silverlink, like like mentioned, you know, they have a ton of stuff that we have collectively been fans of. Um, like I'm seeing a few, one of which I know exactly which one you're talking about, Joel, uh, for me. Um, yeah, I'm seeing one that definitely flew under the radar for a lot of people, but I thoroughly enjoyed along with Lara. So yeah, no, this this is a this is a good studio. Uh, this sounds like a good time. And who now we have some some extra nerd nip in the form of Hololive OP. Uh, what about the rest of y'all? How are you feeling about the great Jahi? Yes, it's an immediate yes for me. So are you, uh, you say that very definitively. Are you familiar with the manga or is it no, just that the synopsis um, gets you? No, uh, just going off of like, just usually when I, especially like in high school and stuff, when I just sit and binge like one shots and collected works, the things I always love the most I'm going to typically be in the shoujo genre, but it was very much a, here's this high-level demon, and now they mean nothing in the human world, good luck. The reverse isekai, <laughs> that it's inverse power fantasy of someone mighty being brought low. Yeah, and then it usually ends up, they go back to that world, and then there's power, and everyone else is like, oh my goodness, and then they go back to the human world, because there's a connection. It's it's always fun for me. It's It's one of those of, I know... I know what genres will get me, and this is very much that, so. Nice. Lorraine? Uh, yeah, I might be interested. I, if it ends up being uh, too fanservice-y, pass on it, just because that's not really my thing. Um, but otherwise, I liked The Devil as a Part-Timer, so I might like this one. We'll find out. <laughs> cool. Well, it's exciting to have one that we all seem to actually be really looking forward to as a group. Up next is... Kageki Shoujo by Studio Pine Jam. The Koka Kageki Musical Drama Academy is a high school that teaches musical theater like that at the Tara... Takarazuka, I always mispronounce that, review, and splits its actresses into the roles who will play male and female roles. I Narata is a former idol who becomes a, a female role actress who meets... Sarasa Watanabe, a simple farm girl who is a male role actress. And that's where the thing stops. But, uh, Tarakazuka review, okay, uh, I'm already thinking, so where's Charlene? And the art style looks nice, and I'm not sure if this is going to be, like, a Yuri romance, or if it's going to be almost a sports anime type of thing, where it's, you know, the sport here is acting. I might give it an episode, and if not, this is different enough that I'm going to be keeping my ear extra close to the ground on this of, like, I'll only need one person to tell me this is good before I check it out. So basically, what you're saying is you're not sure if it's going to go full Starlight Review. Yeah, basically. Because <laughs> I'm i just like, mm, the way you're describing your interpretation of this synopsis, but, I'm Yeah, because the I'm thing is, it could vibe. go in so many different ways that, like I said, it could be sports anime, it could be romance. Um, the uh, sub, sorry, the category it's given here is just drama. So drama can play out in a various number of ways. So maybe. I'm really liking how I mean I like I like the anime design, but looking at the manga cover art for the main character, I love it. Uh, I'll probably give the manga a quick read, see how I feel, and if I really like the manga, I'll probably end up watching the anime. Lorraine, uh, yeah, the studio Pine Jam, but the artwork for the poster looks really nicely drawn. So I was kind of looking, I was like, oh, this is some high-quality art. I'm curious what the studio's done, and they really don't have a lot uh, under them. So I'm curious to see, uh, I guess, how the animation will look. Because I think there was someone on Twitter I saw seemed excited about this series. I'm not sure if it was because they were a fan of it, or it was just because of the animation they were anticipating. So I don't know if we can expect some really great animation from this or not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mario? anything from you if not you can go on to the next one it's kind of another not oh, quite this one, sequel. It, this this one uh it's it, it's a bit of an uh, a potential indie darling uh this is from an up-and-coming studio this this one is you know, truly a potential diamond in the rough so please please give this one a chance it's love live superstar by sunrise 
Okay, here's the synopsis for this iteration of this the is Love number Life. Five, I think. <laughs> uh, this one would be well, if we're talking about standalone series, this would be number four, I believe. Um, in terms of actual like individual seasons, yeah, yeah, a little. Oh little yeah, bit no, I'm, I'm talking about iterations, not seasons. Uh, for animated adaptations, yeah, I believe this is number four. Uh, for that one, um. So, yeah, Yui Gaoka uh, Girls High School is a newly established school that lies between the Omotesando, Harajuku, and Aoyama neighborhoods of Tokyo. The story centers on its first batch of students. With no history, no upperclassmen or alumni, and no reputation, it is a school full of unknowns. <clears throat> Five girls, among them Kanon Shibuya, have a fateful encounter with school idols. Kanon decides, I love singing. I want to make something come true with song. Many feelings converge upon a star that has only started to grow. The future is blank and full of possibility for these girls, and their story that everyone will make possible has only just begun. Soar with your wings, our love live. Oh my god, that ending sounds like the end of a, uh, an episode preview in Gundam Seed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. I, uh, tell me I'm wrong. Uh, I know if Franji were here, she would probably just be like howling or cackling with laughter <laughs> because it's like, yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> that sounds yeah, like I think Gundam the question here is do you like Love Live? Do you like anime idols? If so, here's, you know, as high a pedigree as it comes. Enjoy. I mean, yeah, if I'm not. I'm, I'm... Yeah. I'm totally watching this. Uh, I, I know I'm super behind. I only just started on the previous show. Um, and I got like three episodes in. I still need to finish it. Um, but yeah. Uh, I, but not I will for definitely... lack of quality, just because you're busy. Literally that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, wait, I missed an entire season of Love Live. Ah, <laughs> what have I done? I'm the worst. But yeah, no, Love Live is always a good, fun time. The music always slaps. Uh and this is coming from a guy who just does not really enjoy idol culture. I understand it. I, you know, I can respect it and appreciate it. I'm, I'm just not into that. But Love Live has been that golden exception for me. Mary? I haven't gotten into Love Live. Like, I see clips and it looks fun. Um, there's, there's something about just, like, slice of life genre that never really drags me in. So I, which is part of why I love Utapri, because there's like no slice of life. It's just all absurd. Like why this doesn't happen in real life. Mm, yeah. Um, I feel like a better genre for it might be sports anime, honestly, that there's slice of life, but the sports aspect in that sense of, like I was talking about for uh, Kageki Shoujo, of it's sort of a competition and not always with other idol groups, but sometimes just with themselves and that type of self-improvement and growth mm -hmm. themes. So, um, yeah. Yeah. If but I, may I might. Oh. Uh, I was just going to quickly say, uh, I know we definitely discussed this um, to, to some degree in previous episodes of this podcast, uh, but just to kind of, you know, recap uh, on the, the sports theme connection. Um, that actually is part of what made Love Live so unique. It feels like a sports anime rather than, you know, even Slice of Life. It it has a lot of the trappings of that right down to a tournament arc. And I think that's what really made me so gung-ho about the original season. It was like, oh, it's a sports anime, but it also has like this musical element that also was very relatable in so many ways. So, yeah, it. I would treat it less as slice of life, at least the early seasons, and more sports anime, and might make it easier to kind of get into, really. Yeah, but I know something that draws me in with this one, and I might start with a later season, which is probably not the best. Yeah, it's but... totally fine. No, trust me. Uh, if they're separate seasons, they, they are in the same universe, that you mm -hmm. might get a reference to Muse or Aquas, but that's really just sort of throwback stuff that, as a whole... Each series is very standalone, so you don't need to worry about that. Can confirm, especially because, you know, I missed half of uh, Sunshine, but I was still able to to watch the previous season and not really miss much. It's just, you know, the, the connective tissue is the school idol culture and the love live as like, you know, the grand tournament. But yeah, the thing that draws me in with this is the, I, I like the with no history, no upperclassmen, no alumni, because that's kind of what my high school was. Like I showed up within the like first three years, three, four years of it being built. So there was a couple graduating classes, but not really. We were still a new school in the middle of nowhere. 
for where that school is located. So that's kind of mm, so a that fun personal connection, connection there. Yeah. Love Live is good like that. Lorraine, what's your, I don't even know what your history with Love Live is, Lorraine. <laughs> yeah, so I actually really like idol anime, but I haven't watched Idolish or Love Live at all. Um, I don't know. For some reason, Love Live just didn't really catch my attention when it first came out. I'll watch this. Um, but good for Love Live uh, getting another season. <laughs> Keeps on trucking. I, I will say, um, the animation for the musical numbers has definitely improved. Like, the early seasons, uh, when they would switch into certain musical numbers, it had that kind of jank uh, CG. 3G CG look. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. It's gotten a lot better. Thank God. I mean, that's also how you can tell that's made bank for everybody involved with it. Um, and if it makes you feel any better, Lorraine, I was very much like a late bandwagon jumper for for Love Live. Like, uh, I didn't I didn't check it out until maybe like months, if not a year after this, the second half of the original season came out. <laughs> so I was very late on that bandwagon myself. Um, so, you know, better late than never in some cases, I'd say. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to blow through the next one because it's Magica Record, Maho Shoujo, Madoka Magica Gaiken, second season. It's the second season of Magica Record. If you watch the first season, here you go. Uh, rest in peace to the mobile game. Ouch. <laughs> F, F in the chat for the mobile game if you're watching live. F. Did, did, the, yeah. did they shut down the mobile game? Uh, yeah, they shut it down sometime last year. Oh, I didn't even know. Dang. Yeah, it did not <laughs> last very long. It, I think it lasted about two years. And I know there were several people, um, Mario, our friend Jesse, was distraught about it. She, yeah. she felt that it was uh, completely underappreciated. And from what I hear, that is the case. Um, and I've and heard they that pushed it hard. Oh yeah, no, that thing <laughs> that thing had giant flipping banners in downtown LA during AX. I remember seeing those massive banners. They really invested in the advertising. So kind of sad to see it just go out really quietly like that. But so it goes. I'm gonna go ahead and move on to the next one. And uh, Mario, you can take the last two. Um, oopsies, actually opened a new thing. Uh, Megami Actually, I was Rio. gonna say, would you like to flip that? Because if we're ending where I think we're ending, I believe you would be much more appropriate for that one. Because I believe you saw the the first yes. season yeah. of okay, that. Okay, sure. So you can take this one, then I'll take the last two. Absolutely. Okay, so this one is Megami Ryu no Ryobokun. Nagami Koshi is a 12-year-old boy who was abandoned by his broke father after their house caught on fire, leaving him to roam the streets penniless. Then, one day, a girl named Minerva, who finds him lying on the sidewalk, takes him to a women's college dormitory, one known for housing troublesome residents, and asks him to be their dormitory mother. Surrounded by older women and forced to deal with their idiosyncrasies, Koshi starts his new, somewhat etchy life. Mm. Pass. <laughs> that was really heavy for what's basically going to amount to just a giant slab of cheesecake. Yeah. Yeah. Who That's unfortunate. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> and I'm broken. Okay. <laughs> it looks like an etchy dumpster fire. I'm watching it. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> I don't have anything else to add to that. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Lorraine, what about you? <laughs> I think I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mary, you're going to have to get back to us and tell us how this is. Don't, don't worry. I'm going to make us watch it during anime night one day. <laughs> oh, dang it, you are. <laughs> well, I guess I'll be coming back and reporting in a couple of <laughs> Everybody watching live. F in the chat for poor Joel. Womp womp. Oh well. And, hey, at least I'm on record of okay, I'm gonna be coerced into this. Oh, how many days does it take to come out? 18 days. Joel, 18, you better watch be out. In two months in two months, I'm gonna show up to an anime night and you're not gonna know. It's gonna get ambushed. You you're it's gonna be like midnight and it's just gonna reach that moment where I go, let's do this. You're like, no, it's the time. Oh no. I was warned. I was warned. 
All right, so, so this is uh, this is time for your training montage, Joel. <laughs> oh, all right, man. I gotta get ready for this. Just watches all the crap etchy. <laughs> in oh dear. Uh, so the last two actually both have interest to me. Um, oh, the first is Me Q Black Company, and it's because it's Studio Silverlink. They actually have three shows this season. Surprise! Wow. Uh, and they didn't have any last season, so I guess we're now seeing what they've been doing for the past couple months. This one is based on a manga, and Kinji has made it, sorry, Kinji hasn't made a swank apartment, a real estate empire, and enough cash to lounge around living the good life. After a freak magical accident, he washes up in another world. Oh boy, take a shot. <laughs> All enslaved to a crook corporation. In a fantastical land where money is everything, there's only one way for an earthling to get ahead. Make your fortune by any means necessary. Dragons, goblins, and the occasional dubious potion won't stop Kinji's quest for the biggest bank, the world's biggest bank account. The Black Company is open for business. Okay, so this is kind of mixing what we had with the, the Great Jahi won't be defeated along with normal isekai stuff. So Quickly cutting in because RJ just dropped something in the chat that is an excellent point that we'll appreciate. He's, he said, you sure this isn't C-Control? <laughs> wow, I have not heard that name in a while. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, well... This definitely doesn't actually sound like Sea Control, other than it's about money. But uh, this sounds like it's... We're, we've gone full circle here, that now it is reverse isekai in that it is... Well, no, it's normal isekai. And you're having the reversed power of, all right, someone high being brought low, but now trying to claw their way back up to the top. Um... I'm so gonna every, give a shot every open because... world game. Sorry, every open world game sequel ever. Basically, you're not wrong. It's another anime Stardew. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, but. <laughs> oh, Full Mary! Circle. If nothing else, you win the award for breaking Mario for the most times in a single episode. I've been breaking me. I snorted on. <laughs> Broke me. <laughs> um, this one doesn't really grab me, but it's Studio Silverlink, so I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and give it an episode. But I might drop it. That you know, Silverlink is one of those that I'll almost always give him a chance, but it doesn't mean that I actively watch every show that they release. Lorraine, anything for you here? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'll watch it. I don't mind watching um the Isekai titles, but um. I don't really remember hearing much about the manga, so I don't know how well this series has been doing. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm the, kind of like in this weird, like, maybe I'll check it out or maybe not. I'm not sure. Yeah. The thing that really caught my eye about Silverlink a couple of years back was that I felt that they were really good at just having an eye for Diamond in the Rough series of just titles that I had never heard of that seemed to be mundane or run-of-the-mill but that excelled in their given genre. Like, um, uh, didn't want to get hurt, so I maxed out my defense. Was just way and above better than any other, or most any other, you know, um, video game OP anime. Um, there was uh, Our Last Crusade, which wasn't their best but it still you know had really strong moments and there was a lot of stuff here that was like all right this series shouldn't be as good as it is and they just have an eye for picking good content to adapt so that's really why i'm giving them that benefit of the doubt because this sounds like another one of eh, i don't know if i'd normally be there but i i at the very least trust their uh creative team when it comes to choosing what they adapt to have better taste than most so We'll see how this one does. And uh, our last title for today is going to be a very emotional reunion for a lot of people in a lot of ways because it is a series that people have been waiting for the sequel for for, I think, five, four or five years now, but it is also the triumphant return of Kyoto Animation, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid S. Wow, has it really been that long since the yeah. first season? Let me check been at least three years i know 
Uh, Dragon Maid one was in 2017, so four years. But also, I believe this is their first full piece since the flyer. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Is this, in fact, yeah. their their first this, project? This is the first then. project since the fire. Um, the other one that they've released, there was the Violet Evergarden movie, but that one was already in post production when yeah, it happened. So, kind kind of a yeah, <laughs> call a mulligan on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, they did a, like a couple OVAs last year, but this was their only. Uh, this I believe is their first full. Uh, series production since then oh yeah actually uh nathan in the chat making a a very uh appropriate analogy here actually you know this is uh this is keo annie on their phoenix resurrection arc in, yeah in the most literal sense here so uh-huh. yeah that is yeah, very they, they also did very free the inspiring. final stroke but that was another movie so doesn't count so glad to have keo annie back and uh i thoroughly enjoyed season one of dragon maid it's a little bit etchy at times, but it's got a heart of gold, and I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, Maid Dragon wasn't my most favorite of their works, but I'll probably still be watching this. Uh, they've been actually releasing um, like Maid Dragon shorts uh, this current season, so they've been putting out some Maid Dragon content, I guess, leading up to the new season. Um, Ooh, those nice. have been I haven't watched too many, but they've been pretty cute. Awesome. Uh, Mary, did you see season one? Yes, I uh, I like season one. Um, I also follow kind of some of the disc, general discourse that's with this kind of coming up season, some of the things that kind of happen in the series that some people aren't the happiest about and I kind of agree with, but I'm not going to get into that. But I do love the general like found family and and like kobayashi and all that so i i i love like 75 80 percent of it there's just a couple of things that i'm not the biggest fan of but i love a lot of the things that it says though so i'll probably watch it cool well that is one half of the shows that will be airing in summer 2021 hopefully you all enjoyed uh i'm i really like these episodes because this legitimately makes it so I have to go through everything in a season and sort of start eyeballing, all right, what do I know I'm going to watch? What's going to be on that list of I'm going to give it an episode and what are the ones that I need to just sort of keep an eye out for that if one or two people say it's good that I'm going to actually seek it out. So that's where we're going to be continuing next week. We're just going to pick up where we left off and covering the rest of the shows for the season. Uh, tomorrow... Uh, as I mentioned earlier, it's going to be June 26th at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Sorry, 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. We will have our radio drama presentation of Treasure Planet. I'll be playing Mr. Silver, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, I know Mario and Mary, you will not be joining us tomorrow, but hopefully you'll be able to tune in or at least check out the VOD. And uh, Lorraine, hopefully you'll be able to maybe be in the audience, but if not... It was wonderful having you all on today. I know that, Mario, you're about to get very busy because you're doing some fun stuffs for AX. Do be yep. paying attention, everybody, to, uh, obviously, Anime Expo Lite will be happening virtually over the 4th of July weekend, so that's going to be very cool, and you'll be seeing Mario pop up every now and again. Yeah, I was even going to say it's appropriate that we are basically, you know, going into uh, Anime Expo weekend by wrapping up the the summer season preview a uh, week from today. So yeah. uh, very, very appropriate pregame, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Mary and Lorraine, do you two have anything that you'd like to plug before we get going? Listen to Treasure Planet. Um, my, uh, my partner is doing a gym, so listen to it. Yeah, I get to be playing opposite Cam the whole time, so that's gonna yes. be a lot of fun. Oh, I will always promote. <laughs> I will always promote Cameron. We all, we 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 are we are as you know, Joel, that couple. <laughs> of course, and you you fill the role of that couple very very well. We we have since month one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, we have since month one of friendship. <laughs> yeah, basically. I like how Cameron and I dating went. We're dating, and all of y'all went. Yeah, we know. 
for those who aren't familiar, uh, uh, Mary and Cam are members of the RTDFW community, which I'm a part of, and uh, yeah, it really was that obvious. Lorraine, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, not really. I guess if you want to see my work, you can check it out on Twitter at Lorraine, L-A-R-E-I-N. But otherwise, just check out Digital Era's stream tomorrow, please. <laughs> yeah, and uh, when's your next drawing stream? Oh, mine? Uh, not sure yet. I haven't uh, officially, I guess, come back for Digital mm -hmm. Era art streaming. Um, so that's something I need to talk to Mario about. Gotcha. Um, well, in that case, so. <laughs> folks, you should follow Digital Era Entertainment on Twitter and Facebook and join our Discord. That way you can find out when Lorraine's going to be returning, and you'll be able to find out about all of our other wonderful streams as well. We'll be continuing here actually in just a couple minutes with our weekly happy hour. I assume it's going to be the murder time, murder time, fun, fun, fun. Uh, Lorraine and Mary, if you'd like to stick around and play some Among Us hide-and-seek, please feel free to do so. And I believe that's all we have for today. So we will be back next week with part two of our season preview. And until then, stay safe, stay sane, get your Fauci ouchie, and we will see you next time on Digital Era Twitch. Mm -hmm.